All right, welcome back, part two. Uh, we watched France choke in penalties against Switzerland. Uh, not necessarily choke, but Mbappe, you know, just got blocked. And I don't know, I just want to start there real quick since we're just talking about it. You really think that knocks him out of the GOAT conversation? Mbappe? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look back at the Messi, Ronaldo debates, uh, people refer to Messi, you know, missing the penalties um, in the Copa America against Chile, how he couldn't bring one home for his country. And I know Mbappe already brought a World Cup to France, but these are the moments where, like, it, it's in his hands. Like, if Pogba would have missed this penalty instead of him or Giroud or anybody like that, you know, then it's different. But when it was Mbappe, the one guy, the, the guy that had control of that situation, and for him to be the one that like, got blocked, like... I mean, you you have to take him out of that conversation. He has to, I mean, for the time being, I mean, you know, by all means, the next 10 years, he wins another World Cup and, and a Euro with that, and, you know, and wins a bunch of Champions Leagues. And yes, you know, we can erase this memory. But for the time being, right now, right now, today, June 29th, or June 28th, sorry, I am not putting Mbappe in that conversation um, for the greatest of all time. Or even just the greatest of this in this uh Era. in the league, yeah, in the world right now, yeah, yeah. I I just feel like it's a, it's a little too soon. I'm not saying he is the goat. He's good, but you know, he's like what 20, 21, something like mm-hmm. that. Like you know? know, he's way too young. He still has a lot more football to play. So, um, yeah, for sure, he's not in that combo for me right now. But I don't feel like that knocks him out entirely. Like you said, maybe with the couple more uh, champions leagues and you know if you get to euro and maybe another world cup it's hard to win two world cups in your lifetime so um you know if he does if he gets it done then yeah but i don't know like i said it's too soon for him to even be in there yet so, mm-hmm. but yeah I'm, it, oscar tweeted it out bro it's the year of the underdog right now every, every underdog's basically getting knocked or every like you know surefire bet and pick everybody had is getting knocked out portugal lost uh if, you know france just lost you had the dutch winning they lost you know like it's it's looking crazy this year like always every every tournament there's always something weird that happens and you know here we have another one with the euros so yeah the euros is the euro underdog right? i mean like you said in netherlands Got knocked out yesterday. I mean, France got knocked out today. <clears throat> Portugal yesterday as well against a very tough Belgian team. So, you know, the, the see how this plays out. Austria got knocked out. No, I'm just playing. But. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Austria. But, nah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, we were just talking about it. At this point in this, uh, you know, stage of the tournament, we're in the quarterfinals now. Um, well, not yet, but, you know, basically going into it July 2nd and 3rd. But you, I agree with you though. The winner of Belgium, Italy, I feel like that's that's who it runs through in the final. You know, don't sleep on Spain either, though. Yeah, I saw, for sure. I, for don't sure. sleep on them. I just, I don't take them that seriously. Just I mean, that's yet. what we talked about too. Like, I think Oscar was the one who said the Spanish had a, you know, a sleeper dark horse chance of making the final. But, um, or was that you? I'm not. I already forgot who said it. But one of us. But I mean, yeah. I, look, I'm just looking at it right now. I mean, Spain. They were supposed to play France this next round. But I mean, mm-hmm. with France knocked off, they. I mean, Switzerland is no joke. But I would rather play a Switzerland team than a than a France. Yeah, talented sure. French team. So. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. You know, England, Germany tomorrow, and um, 
What's the other game? Sweden and Ukraine. I mean, eh. Yeah, at, at this point, it's like those three squads are the favorites to come out. Belgium, Italy, and Spain. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about that later. We'll have Oscar on maybe, you know, yeah. the finals, though. But anyways, back to the NBA. Um, Like I said in part one, I was I was getting too ahead of myself. But previewing the, the conference finals, I don't know which way you want to start first. But, yeah, interesting matchups, you know, coming into it. I didn't think the, the Hawks were going to make it, and they did. You know, if you would have told me two months ago, like, you know, right around the, when the playoffs were going to start, that the Suns were going to be in the conference finals, I would have told you you're crazy because they would have to play the Lakers. The Lakers got hurt. They were hurt, and Anthony Davis got re-injured and all that. So here we are. You know, the 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 breaks that we were talking about in the beginning, you know, Milwaukee getting an injured Nets team, and here they are with Trey Young getting hurt, but I don't know what matchup do you want to start with first and what intrigues you about, you know, these two conference finals? I mean, I'll start off with the one that's probably going to be already, the Hawks-Bucks. I mean, that one, I just, with Trey Young's injury, he's just going to go downhill for the Hawks. The Hawks need him more than Kawhi. Or, I mean, I guess both teams need their star players, but I think the Hawks mm-hmm. really desperately need Trey Young for that offense to go. They're doing fine with him on the court, um, but with that injury, I mean, it just, you kind of felt... You know the just the the whole magnitude of that stadium just go downhill, suck the air out of it um, with that injury. And he tried to come back, obviously, but you could tell he's not the same. Um, it's bothering him. So I mean, the Bucks are gonna win this quite easily. I had him in seven. Um, this might honestly end in five, yeah, maybe six. Five. So I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the injuries are part of the game. We said in the first episode, it's just you gotta be lucky uh, to win some of these uh, finals. So. Bucks are easily gonna handle business. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Bucks kept up with the Hawks. They sometimes looked like the better team, right? Uh, you know, referring to Game Two, even with the healthy Hawks team. But I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, the the Bucks were a better team. They they're just very strong inside. It's it, the Hawks. The only way the Hawks would have won the series if they got hot for forty games on the three point line. Because if you notice on offense, they don't really take it in much. Into occasionally, but the the bulk of their of their offense is, is three point shooting and stuff, or a Trey Young floater. Well, the floater killed the Bucks game one because they were so scared yeah. of it. You know, yeah. they, had, they had Portis and they had Lopez. Who Lopez got played out of the game because he would just back up way too much, scared of the lob. Give the floater when you move up. That's when Trey Young's throwing it off the glass for Collins. So mm-hmm. yeah, if they. It just sucks, man. I wish we could have seen Trey Young healthy. He has a bone bruise, which I'm surprised he got a bone bruise from that. But he has a bone bruise. He's probable for game four. But even if he plays the next two games, it's just not going to be the same. He's not going to have the same, I think, impact. It would just take Herder or, you know, Collins has to go off. You know, Bogdanovich isn't healthy. I, it's just going to take, you know, a bunch of these other guys having to step up for this to get pushed to six or seven. And I can't see Herder, you know, taking a load like that. I know he did in game seven, but that was because Trey Young was healthy and they were scared of that. And that left Herder open shots and opportunities. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I agree. I feel like Milwaukee's going to handle this pretty easily. And if they don't, Budenholzer again, is he the, is he going to be the scapegoat? Are they gonna trade Middleton or Holiday? Like what? A lot of a lot of this, you know. I feel like Milwaukee, all that pressure and all that, you know, 
what if is going to, you know, really push them to close the series out and keep their coach and keep this core together for the next couple of years. So, yeah, they, they are a lot of the series is riding high on their own couple of people's uh, jobs in Milwaukee with coach Budenholzer and Milton. I don't know, but Milton has shut up. So maybe yeah, they, has. They, they have thought, changed their feelings about him, but I mean, you know, I, and honestly, I still feel the way I feel. I'm my mind has not changed. I still feel like even if you win the finals and I could, I, you guys could call me crazy. I still feel like Budenholzer has to go. I can see it. I mean, I don't know if any other has that ever happened. A coach gotten fired up the championship. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe I don't. I don't think so. But I just feel like Milwaukee's getting a lot of breaks, and I feel like Budenholzer's so stubborn, and he just he's trapped in his own ways. Like he gets, he's lucky Milwaukee got past Brooklyn. He or he would have been on the streets already. You know, he's lucky Trey Young's not healthy right now. Or he would have been on the streets already. Like he's just catching all these breaks, and I feel like. When they play Phoenix, which we'll get into, I feel like they're going to play Phoenix. Um, I, I just can't see him keeping his job, no matter the no matter the outcome. And I would have said that even more confidently if Carlisle was still out there, but he went to Indiana, which kind of surprised me. But, um, you know, I still feel like there's there has to be a better, you know, coach fit for the Bucks than Budenholzer because Budenholzer is not it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I just want to kind of stick to my head is uh, David Blatt with the Cavs. Um, I know they made the finals and mm, stuff. Yeah. Man, man just got run out of town real quick. And they I mean, I know he didn't They were doing good midseason and he still got fired. So that's Yeah, and then Dwayne Casey's another for the Raptors. Casey. Yeah, so okay. those are the two that just stick out to me. Um, I guess Mark Jackson, even though they didn't really win much. Um, kind of paid off but i mean yeah it's uh yeah he needs to go regardless despite if they win it or not i don't know i kind of don't think they will win it anymore i think the suns are just too hot mm. <clears throat> but yeah yeah but milwaukee that Giannis is just that this is what they've always had to do just play it just let him go to the cup let him do what he wants to do like he's averaging what is it 35 in these playoffs like he's Hey, he's stepping up, bro. Like, yeah, I got to give it to him. There there was a lot of, you know, backlash and criticism with Giannis, with him staying out in the perimeter and taking these shots that he doesn't need to take. Like, he's seven feet. He's a freak. That's why his nickname is the Greek freak. Like, the, he has to take advantage of his, of his skill set. And I feel like he's finally learned that. And, you know, he's just taking advantage of every team in every round. So... You know, just shout out to him and Middleton. Like you said, Middleton stepping up, um, you know, shutting up a lot of, of the haters and the, you know, the criticism that he's heard in the in previous years. So, you know, we'll see what yeah. happens. I feel like Milwaukee, this, this is their year to go to the finals. Finally, after all the heartbreaking disappointment they've had to deal with, they're finally going to make it. So, yeah, well, that's just, I mean, just everybody, like I said in the first episode, I'm monitoring the Toronto situation. Must looking at Milwaukee and what they're gonna do in the offseason, whether they win or not. Yeah. Obviously, if they lose the series, they're done. Everything's gonna blow up, whether they're mm-hmm. honest. But they make the finals. I'm just curious to see what they do. Yeah. I mean, it's in their the ball's in their court. If they blow this two-one lead, oof. <laughs> yeah, I think almost certain. They lose two-one lead and they lose the series. You have your coach, but isn't even gonna yeah. be allowed back in the bus. Yeah. No way. No way. I bet you he was already thinking that if they lost game seven. 
to Batman. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, we're we're just beating a dead horse with Milwaukee all the time. This is every, this is the same conversation we're gonna have every round with Budenholzer. Just the because he doesn't make adjustments, man. He's this guy doesn't learn. Yeah, he's stuck in his old ways. This and is- this is it baffles me because, like, I'm not saying I'm a I'm, you know I'm a certified NBA head coach. I'm not saying I can lead a team myself, but I mean, everyone has talked about it. every time I just talk to about the Bucks with anybody in this world that watches basketball, they all agree. With what you're saying, Coach Brad, just uh, what he, we don't know what he's doing out there sometimes, and I don't know. It's just you're right. You're right. It's just I mean, we always mentioned all the time about the Bucking or the Bucking is the Bucks. It just they don't make damn adjustments, and it just frustrates me because they can very easily handle this Hawks team. They they don't they don't even they shouldn't have won a one game if Coach Brad would just make the proper adjustments to win this. Yeah. So he's just flirting with you guys, and it's giving it's dangerous because he's giving the Hawks. Some confidence. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Tomorrow's game, game four. They need to just they need to just end it there, win the game, especially if Trey Young doesn't play. Because if Trey Young's out and the Hawks come back and win that game, they're just giving that whole team confidence. Yeah. And you see what the Hawks do with confidence when they play Philly. So they need to be careful. The Bucks are are, are playing with fire here. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I, I feel like they it's like I said, the ball's in their court for them to close this out, end it in five, and then get ready for the finals, but you know, something there's always that doubt with Milwaukee. That's why I had that that doubt and skepticism with the Bucks. I had I picked the Bucks last round because to me they had the the better team in the moment. But once we got into that series, I'm like, where is this team at? Like game two, they got blown out. And then when they went back home, you know, they I feel like it was more the crowds, it wasn't the adjustments. Like it was just mm-hmm. the the playoff intensity that helped them out. Like Budenhoser got bailed out in that series. Like, like so I, I'm I'm very I know they're I feel like they're gonna win for sure but I'm very skeptical with Boonholzer and how he's gonna you know operate Absolutely. and coach so we'll see but I feel like Milwaukee's gonna get to the finals and let's look at the West now the West going into it Clippers Suns again I, I said it in part one I didn't think the Clippers are gonna make it because to the finals because when you're looking at it they're relying on Beverly Marcus Morris and you know Reggie Jackson too. Like I said, he's more a knockdown shooter now. But you're relying on those three guys to you know be difference makers on your championship level team. That I I, I don't see it. I I just don't see it. And Paul George, I don't know what's going on with him. Like he's stepping up, but when it comes down late late in the game, he just has you know he he just can't make the shots he needs to make, free throws, whatever the case is. But you know they they let the Sun steal game too with those two missed free throws and those missed opportunities. And, you know, DeMarcus Cousins not playing the inbound correctly and playing it flat instead of trying to cover up the, you know, the rim, which I find they they would have called timeout. They would have made a dumb play and the Clippers would have won. If I, uh, yeah, that play was amazing because I was, uh, I was yeah. playing baseball and at the end of that game, you know, we were watching the ending of it. And I told Grayson because they were down, they're down one. And there's like obviously zero point nine seconds left. He believe he thought it was gonna be a Booker like three pointer off the screen. Yeah. But I told him like why do I feel like DeAndre Ayton's gonna get an alley-oop here to win the game? And you know none of them really kind of they, they didn't really listen to me. So when I had been, I was just like, see, I told you like I just I like I said I'm not qualified to be an NBA coach, but I I read the play sometimes. Like you just gotta look at the play, look at the situation you have in hand, look at the game, see what you're 
what your what your strengths are. And obviously, John Drayton is a stud. He's the best big man in that series. Mm-hmm. Utilize him. You know, Booker's your best player, but Aiton's also a better matchup. And I just knew him. Bonnie Williams, give him his flowers for what, what he made in that play call there because that was drawn up perfectly, beautifully, you know, for him to just catch the lob and, and dunk it. So I saw that play coming. I, I kind of called it. Um, you know, I don't really call many plays in, in, in the playoffs, but I want to give myself credit for that one because I was like, yeah, DeAndre should get an alley-oop here. And, you know, shout-out for the Suns for executing it. Um, I know you said the, the Clippers kind of let that game slip, but it's also the Suns for kind of letting the Clippers get back into it. Um, yeah. They should have they should have ended that like a while ago, and that's why you miss CP3 because CP3 would have just put that game to bed with two minutes left. If you miss that, then you know it allowed the Clippers to come back and try to steal it. But you know, luckily the Clippers, you know, choked right back. So yeah, game one was another one where you know the Suns let up a little bit, and the Clippers almost stole that game as well. But you know they they closed it out, and to me. Another disadvantage for the Clippers is they can't go small like they did with Utah because mm-hmm. Aiden, he's he's quick. He, he's just I don't know, man. They're they're really solidifying them going number one with him instead of Doncic because just the way, he, just his athleticism, his hustle, his ability to you know play the perimeter and the you know the the paint. And it's just they they have to play Zubats what. 38 40 minutes a game now and you don't want to play Zubats that long but you can't play boogie as well because boogie just gets in foul trouble and he doesn't help your team out again it's just all that emotion like like boogie's stuck in his old ways too at times like he's just he can't help himself but you know get into these little bickering matches or you know these little pushing matches that he likes to get into like it's just it doesn't help the team and without Kawhi, then there's no way the clippers are beating the suns yeah, agreed. I mean, I think they have a better chance than the Hawks do with that their star player, but I mean, yeah. they, they you can tell they need Kawhi out there. Just like, I mean, if, if we're taking Kawhi and CP3 out of those games, I would pick Devin Booker over Paul George. I mean, some maybe would pick Paul George, but just Devin Booker's a star in this league. Not a lot of people just noticed it because he's never been in a big spotlight till this year. But it's um, like even then. All right, you know, let's say they cancel each other out. Then you're looking at Aiton or Reggie Jackson or Aiton and Marcus Morris. I'd mm-hmm. rather take Aiton. So it's like they're outmatched in this series without Kawhi for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this is why the Suns did what they did with SCP3. They were able to handle it better with their depth mm-hmm. and their matchups. And the Clippers really need Kawhi. I really, they really do, and it's sad because I think Kawhi came to LA for Paul George to take some of that off his shoulders, and he has to a certain extent. But it's looking to me, it looks like Reggie Jackson the one willing to take that role. Reggie Jackson out here is yeah. who I don't know who the hell this kid is. Like Jesus, where was this Reggie Jackson in Detroit? Is like things like. That's the thing, though. I feel like he needed to fail like that. He needed to to take he he thought he was gonna beat Russell Westbrook in a, in a point guard competition. He he really had that confidence to where I'm gonna be the starting point guard in in OKC. Obviously, that didn't happen. He went to a bad Detroit team that didn't help him out. I feel like he's just humbled now. Like he he's in his role that he needs to be in, mm-hmm. and you know that. Good yeah, point. I, I agree, though. Like, Reggie Jackson's stepping up a lot. And, you know, Kawhi, I feel like this is just like another Toronto situation. Like, without him, they wouldn't have won that championship. It's true. Like, do you think Kawhi's, Kawhi's legacy is kind of hurting really bad right now with this injury? 
I feel like with the the way he handled the Spurs situation and this, yeah, it's just it's weird. It's gonna be a weird career when we look back on Kawhi and we're like, man, that happened. And wait a second, he didn't play for a whole year, even though doctors cleared him. Wait a second, you know he's always getting hurt. Like he, I, he's he's gonna go down as like a top fifteen, top twenty player. It's just gonna be a weird legacy for me, like. I can never have him in that top 10 just because of what's going on with his career. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, to me, I mean, if, if his injury is really this severe, like, yeah. by all means, you know, we can excuse him from this. But, like, with him, uh, I don't know. Like, they need to just give out more information because yeah, I know he's a secret injury. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, yeah. Like, if you, if you want to just come out there and say, like, you know, like, yeah, like, he's got an ACL sprain. Like, he'll be out a month. Like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, you know, injuries are a part of the game. You know, we, we said this multiple times today. Uh, but, like, he's just keeping it very secret, and, and it's making us fans and media people that are watching these games, like, okay, Kawhi might play this game. Kawhi might not. And then when they say, like, oh, he's out, it just gives us a certain perspective, like, okay, why is he out? Is he out because he's really hurting that guy? Is he out because he's taking care of his knee? Like, like well, which one is it? It's playoff basketball. Like, if, if, if you can go out there and play, then go play. But if you're just out there sitting out because – you know, you're worried about your body and, like, you know, you, you want to handle it like you do with the square situation, then that's a different story in my hand because it is playoff basketball. They're paying you these, these dollars to go out there and, and, you know, win the game and, you know, win the chip for the city and, and this organization. But if you – I don't know. Like, if he's really hurting that bad, he should just say go out there and say it. Stop toying with yeah. it. Stop making us believe, you know, you might come back for this yeah, game. Because that'll be, like, like you said, we'll give him the the pass for that like if he can't come back what are we gonna blame the clippers for like oh yeah they don't have their best player oh well they didn't that happens they didn't win it or they didn't get to the finals but the fact that there's like they're just leaving it out there like the the possibility of him coming back is like eh, i don't know that just doesn't sit right with it it's just getting old like if he did this with one game like if he did this for one game like game three Kawhi, they were like, oh, Kawhi might not play game three. And then he's game time decision. And then it comes, you know, comes time where, like, oh, yeah, he's not playing this game. I'm like, all right, cool. But he's coming back for game four, right? And then, you know, they keep going back. Like, it's the same thing every game. Game four, oh, he might play. Oh, yeah, no, he's not playing today. Like, yeah. like just, I don't know, like, just be real with it. Because it's been like this for the last, what, six games since game seven or game mm-hmm. six of the Utah series. Yeah. Like, every game, oh, he might play, he might play. Oh, no, no, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Like, yeah, okay. Well, then... supposed to be back, like, game four for this. Exactly. Series. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. Like, that's just my thing is, like, if, if, if you're supposed to be back, there was a tight table for you to, like, if you're questionable for one game and you didn't play, which I understand, but uh, two weeks later, you're still questionable for a game, like, then that's just raising questions for me because – if you're questionable for this game, then in two weeks you should have kind of healed by now. Then, if if you're almost ready to play for this game, but in two yeah. weeks you're still not ready to play, like what were you doing two weeks ago? Then that you almost deciding to play that you, you can't play right now. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just a whole hectic situation. That I'm very confused by with Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, by all means, if he's gonna play his health in front of the game, like you know, that's okay with me. You know, that's mm-hmm. you know that's important. But like just. I don't know with the situation in San Antonio. This is just kind of questioning me with his legacy and how how bad does he want it? You know, I don't know. It's just that's just my opinion on all this. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I feel like you know he has two Finals MVPs and two championships. Like, I feel like he he doesn't like 
he doesn't really care like others do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and it's showing it like like you said if there is a timetable and you know you're questionable for game three or game four and you can't play then just rule yourself out like just mm-hmm. say you know what like i'm not ready i'm trying but i can't play like you know i'm gonna put my i would rather have five more good years than just try to go all in this year and tear my knee even worse than mm-hmm. it already is or something like that but i feel like since he already has those two championships and you know basically they won those two championships because of him i feel like he's like you know what like i'm already set like my legacy set and whatever i do from here on now it's not going to change it so it's whatever is what i'm getting i'm not saying that's what it you know that's what he's about but mm-hmm. it's just like the eye test is telling me that like he's just chilling right now exactly like he just went to la just to you know be closer to home so Exactly. Like, it's just, it's a very, it's, it's a, something to monitor there in LA because that's just, it's just weird to me. It's odd to me. Like, just being be gone for this long. Like, you should have just said that from the beginning. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be back. I'm not coming back for two weeks. You know, and if some miracle, something miraculously happens where, you know, in between those two weeks, you're, you're good to go, then, you know, just announce it like, oh, Kawhi was supposed to be gone two weeks, but, you know, he's coming a little bit earlier because, you know, his knee's feeling better. Yeah, so like, he's just an ACL. Like, come on. Exactly, man. Like he just needs to be, yeah. He just needs to be real with it and like let people know that he's not gonna play for two months or two weeks. You know, like just, yeah. just go up and say it. Stop trying to get the whole media and all of us to believe you're playing, and then you already know you are playing. But I don't know. It's just, it's just a very different situation. Quiet. No other player in the NBA have I ever seen like do what he's done in terms of the injury situation in San Antonio. Him winning a chip in Toronto a year later, like. I don't know. This is the hot mess with Kawhi. You're right. He's going to be go down as a top 15 player in this league, top 20. And to me, this is kind of hurting. He's like, see, big time. And I don't know yeah. where I'm going to put him after this. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I, that's why I was, like, very reluctant to have him in my top five. Like, not, you know, like, he, he, he obviously has the skills. He has the winning pedigree. But it's just his desire to want to win is yeah. very questionable for me. Like, he's a clutch player, too. That's what sucks. Like all the skill, all the tools he has and everything. And it's like, it's just kind of going to waste when he's just chilling out. Like, bro, like I don't got to worry about nothing because I've already done it before. But it's like solidify yourself more in this league. Like go down as a top five player, go down as a top eight player, go, go do something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know many players that's won three championships on three different teams besides LeBron and Kareem or I don't I, mm-hmm. I can't even say Kareem I don't know who else like besides LeBron mm-hmm. so it's like like put go down in that like make yourself even greater than you already are like I don't know I know he doesn't have to if he doesn't want to I just feel like if you're that you know if you have that many tools and that many like that much winning pedigree and all that stuff he's clutch like he he's clutch nobody can deny that he's a clutch player in this league Yet, when it comes down to oh, like my my hamstring isn't feeling well, I'm out for three months. Oh, my knee's good, but you know what? I don't want to risk it, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say I'm coming back. But you know, who knows? I'll leave it out there. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just I agree. It's just it's very tarnishing to his legacy that he's doing all this. So it's exactly. gonna be interesting what he does in the off season because depending on how this series goes, if they lose, which I feel like they are. Does he come back? Does he sign? Yeah, extension? he's coming back. I mean, so? because like you said, I mean, he, he wanted to come away just to be close to family. And 
if he's not taking the series seriously, which I mean, I'm not saying he is, but this is my perception of it. If he's not, then he's not going to take basketball serious anymore. He's just going to enjoy life in LA with his family and play some basketball when he can. Yeah. But why would he leave that? You know, if he leaves, it would be for a winning situation. Like, like just throwing out the, if you were, if you were to leave, you could go to Dallas and win with Luca, you know, in the next few years. But I don't, I don't see his desire, like you said, to win the championships as much as he used to. I agree. I he has to go somewhere where he's not the leader because mm-hmm. I feel like the Clippers, like the Spurs, like the Raptors, they're looking at him like, all right, Kawhi, take us there, lead us, and he's not that type of dude. I, like to me, if I'm him, and he really could like, be. He, what was that? He, he could be like he could be, but it's just. Yeah. I when he wants, he wants to be, to be. he could. Yeah, he yeah. want to be. Yeah, like with the Raptors, he went out there that season proving a point. Like that's yeah. why he won the chip because he could do it. And he did, but you could tell that year in his eyes that like, he was so committed to to doing that and achieving that. Same thing in San Antonio. Like he he had a fire under his like in his eyes where he wanted to win. He wanted to be the guy. And he obviously had shown he could do it there too. And that way is just different. Like this season, in particular, like he's just. He could do it. He could lead this team to the finals. He has a great shot at doing it. But it's just, like you said, he's not wanting to for some weird reason. I feel like mentally and psychologically, you have to want to do that every single day. Like, it takes a lot to be a LeBron, a Durant, a, you know, I, I can't even, you know, I'm just trying to think Chris Paul. Like, it takes a lot to be those guys. And I don't feel like he wants to do that time in and time out. So, if I were him and basketball still matters to me like that, you have to look to like, like you said, a Dallas or a Denver or, you know, you know, any, any team, just any, yeah, you got Butler down there. So it's like, you just have to go somewhere where there's already a dominant presence. And, you know, like, you're just going to, you're going to be the, like the Anthony Davis kind of deal. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're there to help them get over the hump, but you don't have to be the quote unquote leader that, you know, you know you can be, but you don't want to be. To me, is what I'm. That's how I'm seeing it. But like you said, he has the. He has the. He's shown it time and time again. He can be that, but I don't think he wants to be. He wants somebody else there to take that load off. Of that's him. why he relied on Paul George so much to come with him, so he can. Yeah, um, he probably went to LA hoping Paul George goes in there with him, so he can have Paul George be the guy that leads this team. You know, and Kawhi could just be second fiddle. But unfortunately, it's not turning out that way. It's playoff P all over again every year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Kawhi's kind of regrets the decision, not coming to LA, but just requesting Paul George out of all players in the league to come play with him. I think he's kind of lucky regretting it. Yeah, but I feel like we have to, the Paul George slander kind of has to stop this year for a bit because he kind of proved it. Like, you know, he didn't quote-unquote need like a Russ or like Kawhi when he went down it, I thought you know Clippers are probably going to be done here you know if they're just going to rely on George and the rest of these guys but I mean they stepped up and they won that series and you know they they won game three and all that so against the Suns so I don't know like Paul George I understand like people got sick and tired of him last year which I completely agree with he made every excuse in the book when he was in the bubble and you know now I I kind of feel bad for him because oh hell no no I'm just saying now like the Clippers had the best chance this year with all the breaks they had again it comes down to it and Kawhi got hurt and then boom like he doesn't have anybody else and it's showing it 
That's why I didn't that's my, to go to the finals. That, that's my thing, though. It's just like I don't feel bad for Paul George because, I mean, you mentioned the, the bubble stuff last year. I mean, prior to that against the rivalry with Portland and Dame Willard, like he puts this upon himself. And I know this year he didn't really like brag too much about it this season, you know, in terms of him coming out there and showing up. He's going to let his game do the talking. But like I'm looking at his basketball games, like he has he has spurts where he is the best player on the court. He is out there making unbelievable shots, carrying this team to you know, over the hump. But then you have those those games, those moments where you call he costs you games, like the free throws are like the free throws against uh um against the Suns game too. Yeah, like and then I know last game too, there was a there was a point where he missed one of the free throws as well to, just to keep the game intact um in the last few seconds. So like it's just Paul George as great as he could be in those moments where he could lead a team, but he's just not delivering and that's when you need a Kawhi to like deliver in those moments and you know be the leader and carry the team and stuff. So like I don't know. It's just very frustrating. I don't feel bad for him because he he put himself in that situation and he's just he's not he's not gonna deliver like that. He needs a Kawhi in his team because he had opportunities. He played the Suns like we just mentioned earlier, it was, it was just him and Devin Booker, the best players on that court, with CP3 and Kawhi. You know, mano a mano, you know, you're against him. The team, you know, the team seem evenly matched. I know you're bring, bringing up DeAndre Eaton as the best, best player in that court, and he is. But, like, Paul George should have, if, if he was as great as he says he is, he should have carried that team to at least one of those games. Like, he should have won one of those games in Phoenix. And I know game two was close. And they, you know, came back and could have snuck it out. But, you know, like, I don't know. Paul George, is, he's not showing me. If it was Kawhi and not Paul George, if it was Kawhi in that court and not Paul George for those first two games, Kawhi would have won a game in Phoenix. I could guarantee you that. But Paul George isn't doing this. So I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. I, I'm just saying, like, like you said, you, you basically said it for me. Like, he didn't go out this year trying to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is my squad and, you know, talking all that shit where he has no business talking shit to anybody after all the shit he's done and been through. But I, I just feel like he kind of he finally shut up and let his game talk. And now to the point where it's like, you know, Kawhi's kind of leaving him hanging a little bit because, you know, he's worried about more of his future than right now. Because, again, we go back to I already got my shit. I'm chilling. So it's whatever. And to a lot of these guys, it's like, you know, they're they're going out there, but it's like they're not like that. You know, Red, mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson, Pat Bev, like, to me, they're not like that. Reggie Jackson stepping up but as much as he possibly can. Like, he can't go any further than what he's doing right now. So that's the only thing. I, everything in the past, he's put himself in that situation. He said what he said. He did what he did. Anything in the past, okay, no, I'm not excusing that. I'm just saying this year, he finally let his play do the talking. He didn't have to make all these stupid-ass comments or you know, any excuse in the book, at least he's not making those excuses now. You know, he's like, oh, if we had Kawhi, we would be like, at least he's just shutting up. He's trying to play. And that, that's what I'm saying. That's all. But everything else before. Nah, I, I agree with you. He put himself in that situation with all that. So, you know, with that, it's whatever. He deserved that criticism and that backlash. But, you know, now it's like Kawhi's kind of messing with everybody else's legacy. If you think about it, because if they would have won the finals, a lot of people is looking. Uh, a lot of people is gonna look at Paul George differently, um, you know, Reggie Jackson differently, everybody differently. But it's like, you know, Kawhi's chilling, so everybody's like, you know, I'm chilling, so y'all are gonna be chilling because, you know, I'm worried about my health and all that, which you should. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just going to be interesting. I don't know, because I know Paul George is up this year, too, if he wants to be, because he has that player option. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with him either, if he wants to stay there or which I think he will, but there's always that opportunity. There's always going to be something that comes up to where maybe somebody else is going to be recruiting Paul George to be, you know, third fiddle or second fiddle or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Who knows? No. I'm telling you, things things are going to be interesting in L.A. Kawhi's not leaving, and Paul George signed the extension not so long ago, but I can see right, the Clippers. Right. I can see the Clippers pulling a, a trade here. Um, if they evaluate their talent this offseason, you know, who knows? Maybe they could be in there for Ben Simmons or Dame Lillard, one of the two. Who knows? Throwing Paul George in there, you know, um, he's got decent value. So, I mean, just just keep an eye on that situation. There's a lot of teams to keep an eye on this offseason, and, you know, that's one of the teams I'm throwing in that list. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, but if – if it plays out the way we're saying it's playing out, Milwaukee, Phoenix, like, not to jump too ahead because I know we're going to preview that eventually, but, like, just looking at it right now, just, like, a quick, like, what do you think would happen in that series? And I know you said earlier you got the Suns. I do as well, but why are you picking the Suns if that happens, them and the Bucks? It's just the Suns have too much talent. I mean, Giannis is the best player on that court out of all the players, like between the Suns and Bucks. But mm-hmm. the next three are all Phoenix. I think Devin Booker, Chris Paul, yeah, even DeAndre Ains is better mm-hmm. than Middleton and Drew Holiday or anybody in that list coming up. So I think Giannis, the Bucks have the best player, but the Suns have the next three after that. And I think Chris Paul, he's such a veteran. Um, he's he knows how to control the pace of the game, and I think the Bucks are going to want to run a lot, obviously, because that's what they're really good at playing defense and transition. Um, that's where they get a good bulk of their points. Um, so I think if CP3 understands that, which he probably already does, um, and controls the pace, make, makes things slow down, you know, calm everybody down, and you know, make plays for this team, then the Suns will easily handle them. And especially with we, us talking about Coach Bud not making adjustments. I think Chris Paul's going to make more adjustments than Coach Bud on seeing the finals. So um, yeah, I'm picking up the Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I, I just feel like, like you said it all right there. You, you hit it on the head. You know, they have the more talent. They have the deeper bench. Like, who who on the bench right now on the Bucks can you rely on to, you know, take the pressure? Bobby Portis. Stop it. Bobby Portis. Stop it. Yes, yes, Bobby Portis and Carponzo. Is that his name? Who? Ah, uh, the dude from the Bucks. The the dude that can shoot. I got his name. The white dude? Yeah. Connaughton? Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Maybe oh, Carponzo's? Maybe yeah, the Vincenzo. There you go, but he's not he's playing out. right now, is he? Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Ryan I, Forbes? Uh, Brent Forbes is okay, but he he just he's a very 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 streaky shooter again. So, um, I I trust Phoenix's bench over Milwaukee's bench, mm-hmm. and like Shaq always says, you got to rely on the others when it comes down to it in the championship. So, uh, PJ Tucker, you know, Tucker's a starter though. Thanasis, his brother. <laughs> I think no, it's I, laughable I, that he only plays like a minute. They really just throw him in there for the last 40 seconds yeah, of the garbage game. Garbage time. Oh, that Sorry. sucks. Um, yeah, campaign, who I know you don't like, Jay Crowder, I don't like. Um, Cam I hate Johnson. Campaign. 
and they have they have dudes so it's like it, bridges. it comes down to the yeah bridges if they just comes down to the other guys i'm picking phoenix's guys over milwaukee so definitely, definitely. and like I you expect. said chris paul's gonna slow that game down milwaukee's not gonna know it hits them when they play chris paul in a seven game series when he's slowing the pace down every single time and going at at your you know your achilles heel every every play down the court so it's gonna be interesting because milwaukee's i mean phoenix is not gonna have an answer for Giannis. like Nobody does, but Mm-mm. it's just gonna be is Middleton gonna step up the way he's been stepping up every game in the finals? Like that that that's a lot more pressure in the finals, obviously. There's Drew Holiday who's never been in that situation. Is he gonna step up? Like who knows? I I'm just picking Phoenix just just off of all that, but you know, we'll get to that part when you know that actually happens and probably be in a week, honestly. Yeah, it can happen fucking third Tuesday. Or no, nah, Thursday I think is the, yeah. the last game. Because the Suns can end it. The Suns can end it tonight, and then yeah. you know the Bucks can end in the next two games, three games. So you know it's gonna be very interesting when those two meet up, which it's like a ninety-nine percent chance it's gonna happen. So yeah, hopefully they close it out and we can get to the finals ASAP. Yes, sir, looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. I like in the finals this year. Yeah, it's gonna be too fresh. And some people are complaining that. Oh, nobody's watching these final or these playoffs. Like nobody cares. There's no stars. Like we're seeing stars being born in front of our eyes. Aiden Booker. We knew Booker was a star, but he's going to that next level. Aiden stepping up. Uh, to me, Middleton stepping up as a superstar, not a star anymore. He could be a superstar potentially if he keeps playing at this level. And obviously, Giannis is the best player left in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I like I like the playoffs. It's very you don't yeah yeah I, oh yeah exactly. So I mean you even uh, my guy Horter Horter my guy Horter the red the red velvet they like to call him. Yeah, John Collins too. I mean he's not you know, on those levels, but you know it's just stars that are stepping up. It's nice, man. It's, it's fresh. Yeah. It's fresh to see new teams come up. Um, I know obviously I love my Lakers. You know, but when they got eliminated, I just I wanted these underdogs, like Oscar said, the year the year the underdog, and it's just fresh to see. It's really nice to see new teams come up, um, and you know, give them give themselves an opportunity because one of these four teams is gonna win the chip, and it's gonna be someone completely new. None of these guys have rings besides Kawhi, um, but you know, if the Clippers are out, then you know we're gonna have a, a team, a, you know, a team that is gonna have rings for the first time, and it's gonna be nice mm-hmm. to see. Really nice to see. So. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know if you want to jump into any off-season topics or. No, um, just wanted to ask you. Um, this is a conversation though for uh, uh, for the next pod. Um, but I'll ask you the next pod, and then we'll. Because well, we... if I ask you now, if I ask you now, you're just we're gonna just talk about it. So <laughs> we'll just save it for the next episode. All right, all right, but don't forget, bro. You better. Nah, I, yeah, I'm ready to down. All right, well. Yeah, that's it, guys. It's a little two-parter. Wanted to separate the last round because, you know, we've just been behind a lot of crazy stuff been going on in our lives. So, yeah, but wanted to break it up so you know what we're talking about and, you know, you can jump to whatever part you want to. So, again, we appreciate the support. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, go ahead and follow our social medias down below. Uh, subscribe to Sports Inferno. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Anything else before we get out of here, Julian? Go dogs. Oh, go dogs. All right. Peace. Peace.
Peace.